Yeah, I left the hood, but I got it on my back. On my back. Ex got it, yeah, I got it on my back. On Took my a trip out of town when I got him bought him back. Mr. L Chopo on the ground, now I'm back. Yeah. Ex no, nigga, I got it on my back. Hey, this is Steve Balton. You're here on My Turning Point, where this week, really entertaining conversation with Jeezy, talking about leadership, giving back to community, Bob Marley, uh, his dream versus battle between Tupac and Biggie, and a lot more. Really fun conversation. Hope you dig it as much as we did. You know, it's funny, man. I'm just looking at your Instagram, and, and you know, and it's funny. You do a Google search. And the stuff comes up on the Veracruz battle. and But you know what's fun, man? We're talking about the video, obviously. You know what I love about it, though, is I'm looking at your Instagram, and you're having fun, but at the same time, you are 100% recognizing the gravity of how fucked up the world is right now. And I love that you have the video that has a message, but you're having fun with the Veracruz battle. Then you also have a shout-out to Nigeria. You know, talk for you about the importance of you know, making sure that you're dealing with everything going on, that you're keeping it fun on some level, but also at the same time, recognizing the fact that right now, shit is really messed up. Right. I, I'm coming from where, I'm come, where I came from. You know, you had, you had to learn to be that way because the situation was always bad. I mean, it's worse now, of course, in the world. Because back then, it was my neighborhood, but... And I was just raised that way, you know, to see the best of things and to always try to um, express my message. So, you know, with my message right now, even even in, you know, even in the dark, we're going to see the light. You know, it's dark, and we all know that, but we're still going to see the light. And, and, and we're going to, you know, go about it the way we know how to go about it. If life's hard, you do it hard, you know, but have fun while you do it. For me, and, and the message when you say Nigeria, and um, you know just what's going on in the world as far as the pandemic and bringing everything together, it's all about awareness. It, it's all about influence and awareness. And once you realize that you can use your influence to bring awareness, then you have to do so. And even with the video, um, it was more so shedding light on you know this, this is what the world has come to. This is almost a new hustle because it's what the world has come to, but. If I'm going to do something like that, now, if I was to ever do it, I'm going to give it right back to the people that deserve it. You know, I'm not going to take it and make my lifestyle lavish. I'm going to give it back to the people. And hopefully they can figure out something to do with it to help someone else so they can build someone else so we can build some generational wealth around here, you know? No, absolutely. So, you know, take us through the video a little bit because we're premiering the director's cut on uh, Monday. You know, and obviously it starts off with that great scene with you guys going into the bank. You know, and then, you know, shooting the money around, um, you know, and just sort of, as you say, giving it back. I mean, so, you know, sort of take me through the idea where it came from, when you guys filmed it and everything. And, and you know, really, you know, what was sort of the impetus for it? The cool system, I'm very in touch with my surroundings, my community, my people. And I see what's going on and I'm like, okay, so this is what we got done. I want to shed light on it. In a way that says, okay, if we're going to do this, let's just make sure we take care of our people. And I think the fact that me and Gotti come in together, um, you know, me and Gotti came in the game, like, through the trenches. Like, we came in the game, like, you know, from the bottom level, being street guys, you know. And we always kept a, you know, tight relationship. You know, they were beyond music. 
And I think the fact that I would, I would call him up and like, yo, I got this idea. I'm going to do some acting in it. You know what I'm saying? And he was just like, oh, okay, cool. So, you know, you're already taking up another level. Then you got two guys that really come from the struggle. And we're in suits, suits and cashmere uh, turtlenecks. And we're going in the bank and we're trying to convince these people that we need this for our business. But our business is really our people. And I feel like that's a message within itself. And I don't want to go off the bank guns blazing. And, you know, that's that's. We 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 corporate thugging these days. Like me and Telly's guys, you know, and, and we run you know Fortune five hundred companies, and we employ um, a lot of our people on, on both ends, his companies and my companies. And I think that's a strong stand to take in this game because it's beyond the music right now. You know, we we're, we're, we're leaders of our own right, so we are also CEOs, and, and, and we run you know major companies, and we have major employees. And we start talking about. You know, unemployment and, 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 and people from our culture and blacks not being employed, we're trying our best to do that. So even if we was to hit a height, we would go in there just like that and suit and tie because we're intelligent enough and we got enough street smarts to pull it off. But I think that needs to be shown to the world because when you think about us and where we come from, we think about stugs and problems and, 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 you know, just, you know, all the bad things that come along with it, but you don't look at the good. And that's where we always been Robin Hood, like modern day Robin Hood, neighborhood heroes. And we always looked out for the people that we came up with. So I wanted to show that in a video at a time where leadership is important. Like it is it, important to be a CEO and employ people. It's important to be a leader and show people how to make it through a crisis. And I think that's what we did with this video. And I also went back to the streets. You know, you know do you know that in Almond and where we come from, the, the biggest thing you can do in the world is buy your mother a house? I give your auntie some grocery money. I buy you a little cousin a car for college. You know what That's the biggest. And where are you a hero? You know, because these are things that they need that you provide so they can go do better. And I think they show that because the thing, the thing you would think of uh, when you hear a nigga like that is, you know, going to the Rolls Royce dealership. Going to buy a new for We ain't doing none of that. <laughs> <laughs> we give it straight back to the people. You know what I mean? And that's the message. And I think that that message should be spread. You know, and plus we having fun. You know, it looks like you did some two G's or some shoots. You know what I'm saying? It looked good, right? <laughs> well, you know, man, it's so interesting. For you, were there people coming up or, or you know, where, how old were you when you realized or learned that importance of giving back and, and realizing that, you know, being able to buy your mom a house or being able to give back right. even to your friends was just more important than right. anything that you could show off for yourself. Because I think it's something that as you, you learn as you get older, was there a moment for you or people that you really looked up to growing up where you saw that and realized that giving back was way more heroic and way cooler than, you know, having a fucking Rolls Royce or whatever? Uh, for me, you know, my, my, my mom's first home was 3500 It was a single-wide trailer on the, like a... a, a a back road and I hustled for months and months and gave her $3,500 to pay it off when she first got it. She was so excited about the truck I gave her $3,500. She paid the trade off and that's where we lived for most of my childhood and me, her, and my sister. And I always dreamed of buying my mother a house and that led me to doing things to, 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 to pursue that. And I, I just remember the first real check I got um, when I got my deal, the first thing I did was bought my mother a house. Um, and that film to me was better than any film in the world because I was making sure that my queen was okay and she was good. And, um, 
to you, that's that's the beauty of life. Like you you, you being in position to help the people that raised you or either gave you life. And that just taught me a valuable lesson just growing up. And I always just been a given. Like I always try to make sure the people around me are good they got what they need. If I can do anything, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, it, it, it's not even dragon rights. Like I do things under the table that people won't even know just to give back because that's what my heart is like because my grandmother, you know, brought me up that way. And, and I just always believe and just valuing people, you know, just giving people how you want to be treated, but just valuing people over money. If you value people, the money will come. I mean, it's, it's, it's not even like times. But you value people first. And, and I just was raised that way. And uh, it just grew with me. And now to this day, you know, I, I find myself doing things because it's in my heart. And, um, you know, I get that same feeling. You know, even with, you know, uh, the first time I gave my mom was 35 dollars for the house, that's all the money I had in the world. But she was happy. I was happy. Well, it's interesting, too, what you say about being a leader, and we'll come on to the, the song in a second, but I mean, I love that because, you know, are there artists that you look to or that you admired, you know, who really sort of set that standard for, for being the leader and for, you know, setting an example for the community, you know, through music as well? Through both music yeah, and I actions. Uh, yeah, I do. Bob Marley, I, I listened to the music. I finally made it to Jamaica and went to where he was raised. And now I got it. I understood what the whole Jamaican culture was about. Why they worked so hard and why they done what they did with music. And he was a leader. Everybody in his neighborhood had a story about Bob Marley. Either he walked into school or either he put his foot on the line and he stood for something. And his integrity was always first. And with that being said, when I got into music, I brought my integrity with me. You know, this is why I never uh, really trade for my message. But I didn't consider it as being an, an artist, and I still don't to this day. Like, I never, you know, when you, call, when you say rapper, that, that almost offends me, you know. Um, because I always took a position of leadership. That was it. You know, I, I just do what's right. Uh, and that's it. You know, if it's wrong, I, any leader is really a leader knows that, you know, you, you make mistakes and you fix them and keep moving, but you lead and you continue to lead and you create other leaders. And that's what it's really about. So for me, um, I never looked at the music as, 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 as music. I looked at it as a vehicle for my message. And my message was always motivation. It was always inspiration. It was always inspiring people. Uh, 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 doing aspirational things so that they can um, they can see a bigger picture because when you come from like this man and this kid from this single wide trailer um, that's all over the world preaching this message about you can do it I did it you see I went through adversity and I made it through what makes me better than you you can do it too and that's been my message since day one and I took a position of leadership but that came from listening and understanding what Tupac's message was that came from listening and understanding what Bob Marley meant uh, and the list goes on, on on those guys who really stood for something and it was beyond more than just music and making money. And when you become when you become and you are a leader, the people come first and, and the money comes when it comes. So if you put money first, then you know, that you are not really being a leader, you're being self serving. And I just respect those guys because they do self serving and leader in mind. And that's that's 
That's what media does, in my eyes. Right. No, I agree with you. It's interesting. I mean, for you. But at the same time, you know, one of the things, this is kind of what I was getting at, and I, I like this. Look, <laughs> you look at a guy like Bob Marley, and you look at songs like Get Up, Stand Up, or Redemption Song, or you look at a song like, right. it's funny, I've talked about this with people too, you look at a song like What's Going On, or you look at a song like Stevie Wonder, Living in the City. Those are songs that you can hear at six years old, and you're like, this is a dope song. You don't understand the message, you just understand it's a great song. To be able to deliver your message and have people hear it, you need to put it in a way that's palatable and that people enjoy it. So for you, you know, talk about the music of back and then, you know, how it mixes in to do things like the Veracruz battle with TI, which I guess there's no date on it yet, or but just the idea of having fun with things that you know people are gonna respond to. Uh, well, for me, like when you think about Marvin Gaye and what's going on and those those records that came out during the war and it made people um, you know, come together rather than, than, than be separated. You just think about how strong your words are. And, and, and for me, um, you know, you just got to make sure that what you say, you can live with two years from now. And I, you know, real about, like, just being honest on records, you know, um, it's real. You know, just to me, it's just being straight up. And like you said about, you know, the versus battle, like, you know, everybody, like, catalog, catalog, catalog. I don't got no catalog. Never did. My words are real life. I stand on that ten toes down. Everything I said and did got blood, sweat, and tears in it. It's the time and everything else. So it ain't even music to me. It's life. It's real life. And, and that's what I stand on. Like, and if I say it, I mean it. And it's real life to me. And, and, and when I look at Marvin Gaye and listen to what those guys are talking about, that was real life. And he said, what's going on? So it's interesting for you. By the way, I have to ask, is uh, is back leading up to an album or is it just something? Because that's one of the fun things that exists in 2020 or, you know, or has existed for a few years now. But it's like you put out an album in 2019, put out a mixtape in 2020. If there's a song that you feel is important to deliver at this time, you can just drop that shit right now versus waiting on an album, whatever. But I mean, do you have a lot of music coming right now? Because, you know, one of the things I've talked about, too, with artists Man, a lot of artists have felt very prolific during this pandemic because once you got going, like it was interesting for a lot of artists, they felt at the beginning they weren't really sure what was happening. And then once they realized that this was going to be an extended thing and that they were going to be not able to tour for some time, you know, not only did artists find that they were really, you know, creating a lot of music, but felt very free to do different stuff because they weren't on the album tour promotion cycle, you know? So for you... Has there been a lot of music, and have you been prolific during this time? I mean, you know, I'm always going to be pro- prolific, but for the most part, I've been on, on, on the front line with the, you know, just when everything hit and everything the AY, you know, you know, as marching in Atlanta, I was there when it was time to do rallies, I was there when it was time to make calls, I was there. So for me, it was more so about people um, during the pandemic and even now. And I mean, you know, whatever came, music came. But when 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 I get ready to um um you know 
big fan of people what's going on. You'll be the first to know. I'll get you on the phone and give you the whole plate. You know what I'm saying? So I can get to you. But for now, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just focused on, you know, the people and all the things I got coming up. But, um, you know, it's just on this back because I just feel like, um, you know, I, I feel like the song was, you know, you know, was great. Uh, Shakir Stewart, who always told me, rest in peace. But if I had a song that was Radio Club Street, that's the song that should be playing for me. And I just feel like this record, I just want to do and put a visual to it to um to go with the times and to make people understand what my message was. And that's what the focus is like right now today, you know, if I'm honest. Right. No, it makes total sense. And again, that's what I was saying is like, you know, you can release a song right now that speaks to the times. Yeah, you know. that's, that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty, that's the beauty of it. All right, so for now, and I mean, obviously, look, we've got, you know, the biggest election in, you know, most people say the biggest election in anybody's lifetime coming up in 11 days. So for you, since you say it's all about the people, are there things that you're doing to get out the voter that have been important to you or be involved in Atlanta? Uh, yeah, I mean, actually, I just came up with the NAACP, um, the Georgia chapter to help them with their voting thing. I've been uh, teamed up with Biden, uh, to get the people out to vote. Uh, and, and it's just one of those things. Like, I'm just, I just want to be active. I don't want to tell people what to do or how they should move, but I just want to make sure that they're aware of what's going on, this, 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 how serious this is, and that we have to be involved and we can't sit actually We just have to get in the routine of being able to go out here and, and make our voices be heard when it's time to do so. So I'm just encouraging people just to get out of their houses and get out of their heads and get out here and make a difference. If you feel how you feel, you know, just, just, okay, then we'll, we'll put it on the polls. And I think it's serious. As a culture, like, you know, we, we're, we're, we're strong. And, and, and we, we tend to, you know, join forces when when, when, when we be. So I just feel like voting is one of these things that are join forces on and really get our game numbers and, and let our voices be heard. And I, I've been pretty much teaming up with anybody who's really uh, experienced about what they're doing. Cool. So, by the way, I, I've mentioned it a couple times, but is the battle going to happen? Do you know if it's official yet or you don't know yet? I'm waiting on the date, baby. <laughs> I'm waiting on the date. You know what I mean? I'm waiting on the date. All right. I so, so for you, by the way, how, were there any of the battles you watched in the first season that really stood out to you? Well, this is going to be a two part question. One, any that you watched? Two, you know, since we talked about some great iconic singers, you know, if you could watch any two people in the history of music battle for fun, obviously, who would it be? I would definitely be a big pot. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so you didn't have to sure. think about that. Yeah, because I just feel like there was so much tension, tension between, you know, the powers that be. And I don't really think the tension was really with them, but they both were before their time. And we really never got a chance to enjoy them or their music like we should because there was always some stigma around it. So if it ever been a time they could fit in the same room and play some of their best hit, I think that would have been the biggest dance party in the whole world. <laughs> the whole world would have been tuned in. And uh, definitely for myself, the love is death. And uh, of course, they had two different types of music. But, you know, they, they both was, they, they both, you know, just brought so much to, to the culture. You know, you can't deny it. You know, so I would love to see that. 
Cool. And were there any last season that you saw that really stood out to you or that kind of inspired you to want to do it? Uh, diversity? Yeah. Um, no, nah, I mean, you know, I, I was, you know, um, I watched a few of them. I thought the Trey Rally one was, was dope. I thought the fact that Baby Page went back and um, it was really classy of him. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people would have been like, yo, they went the first time, I'm good. But that was dope. The uh, Monica and Brandy one was dope. Um, And it's funny because, like you say, I mean, music is one of those things that, especially during this time, you know, where it becomes even more important. And, you know, it's funny because at the beginning of the pandemic, I think a lot of people were not sure if they should release music or how to handle it because they weren't sure if they could tour or how to promote it. And I think for a lot of people realize that it's become, you know, just like you say, it's a healing thing. Yeah, but if, but if you ask me, you know, anything happens for a reason, you know, most people lost their mind and people been sick. This is, this, is, this is something that's shaking the pot, you know? This is shaking the pot. This is making us think different. This is making us move different. This is making us work different. You know, I ain't never been on so many calls in my life, you know? I never, you know what I mean? It's just making you just reconfigurate everything about the way we were. And me, I'm big on adversity, you know? I'm big, I'm big on overcoming. I'm big on evolving. And I feel this is time for everybody to evolve. So when we come out of this pandemic, if you better than you was when it first kicked out, then you're doing what you're supposed to do. You know? But other than that, back, baby. Yo, Gotti, the big snow is going down. You know, I'm excited. The video should be dropping right about now. And, uh, yeah, you know, back is the new, giving back is the new gangster. <laughs> cool. Anything you want to add? That I didn't ask you? Uh, no, no, no. We good, we talk. Cool, man. Good talking to you. I enjoyed the conversation a lot. Thanks, Joe. Hey, this is Steve Balton. You've been here on My Turning Point with special guest Jeezy. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Thanks. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.